I think when we talk about brands, a lot of people instantly go to kind of the most common ones, but brand branding and brands are, it's, it's bigger than businesses. It's, you know, cities have brands, uh, people have brands, you know, movements have brands as well. Uh, welcome back to Astronaut to Zookeeper podcast. Um, I'm the art teacher formerly known as Miss Willis and I'm on a mission to catch up with former students to see what career paths they've taken and what advice they would give their 14 year old self all with the aim to open up the imagination for young people when it comes to life after school and today I'm joined by the magic of Zoom. Uh, I'm joined by Mr David Boucher. Hello David, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me oh thanks for coming on the show especially as you know you're a new dad and so you you must be exhausted right I am shattered right now (laughs) but I thought I would make the effort to uh to do this 100% and support uh Miss Willis so you're a creative um, that works mm-hmm. under a few different titles, but today we're going to be focusing on um, brand designer. Um, yeah. But before we dive into that world and talk about what that is all about, can I take you back a few years to when you were five? Um, can you okay. remember what you wanted to be around that sort of age? Um, that is a good question. I think... I think I always wanted to be a footballer. That was definitely one of them, for sure. Um, I mean, I still love football now, so uh, that was definitely up there as one of the main goals. What sort of teenager were you like at school, would you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tricky one. I think I was definitely like a like class joker kind of guy, um, always trying to make jokes and the funny one in the room a little bit um I think with that being said though on the flip side I think I was a bit of a I was actually on the flip side a bit shy as well and a little bit introverted at times so maybe you were quite serious sometimes as well yeah so yeah it was a it was a weird like dynamic I don't know (laughs) it's like either like super like I think I was more like socially extroverted and then like just naturally introverted so I think it was balance of the two if you had to describe uh, what you do now so specifically a brand designer to like an alien can you mm. can you describe it in its simplest terms maybe even oh, define what what is a brand yeah okay so so I guess a brand or simply put for a brand is essentially like a, a reputation I'd say um so it's kind of what people think or feel in regards to like a product or a service or company essentially um so and then from the designer side of things a designer I guess is someone who kind of just solves problems I'd say um in a creative or visual way so that's with kind of the use of like shapes and colors and imagery and, Mm -hmm. and text and stuff like that so maybe combining those two I'd say what kind of brand designer does is kind of it uh we kind of um we solve problems in a creative and even a strategic way that kind of betters or betters the reputation of a brand so can you can you give an example so if i said 
McDonald's, how would you describe McDonald's's brand? Yeah, so I think the interesting thing about a brand is that whenever you mention a company like McDonald's or, I mean, I don't think brands are limited to businesses in general, but it's, it's more of a broader thing as well. So whenever you mention, you know, a brand or a product or service or even, you know, an individual, I think whatever that feeling and emotion you have when that when that's mentioned I think that's your perception of that brand reputation if that makes sense so with McDonald's I mean what comes to mind for me is um I mean I think as a franchise and the brand they're really popular um they're very well known um obviously they're famous for their foods and fast takeaways and stuff like that I think or also on the flip side I think I question it uh how healthy their foods are so I don't know from a brand perspective and their reputation I think they're popular but are they are they really healthy and really a benefit to you is my perception of McDonald's as a brand I'd say and it's it's funny so if I say McDonald's I'll think of golden arches and the I'm loving it phrase and it's crazy how that somehow sits in your brain somewhere so it's really powerful right branding is hugely powerful that it's just in people's memory and will stay there for goodness knows how long <laughs> yes 100 percent. i think yeah brand is all of, i mean branding is very strategic as well so we don't really when you're doing branding you don't really leave stuff up to chance you kind of you make sure you try and influence those particular things like even i'm loving it stuff and the advert behind that and that whole kind of mantra is is a strategic thing it's not just a uh, oh it happened to go viral it was very particular it was very they made it catchy so people do associate that to the brand and it's little things like that which us as brand designers we are kind of called upon to um again solve a problem so they might have had an issue with i don't know um i don't know popularity or just trying to create something which will resonate with people so i guess originally that was probably a problem and a brand designer probably had uh, a creative solution to address that to better a brand's reputation. So can you give me an example of a really good day at work? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot of great moments that I can remember. I think there's probably one that stands out, um, which is, as I mentioned, we I used to do kind of like these brand workshops for like... Um, different clients and stuff like that. We actually did one for Virgin um, a while ago um, and that went really, really well. And off the back of that, we, um, we actually got invited to Richard Branson's house to conduct a brand workshop at his family. Yeah, I can remember it now. It was just like on, waiting at Houston, trying to get on the train. This was like super early in the morning. Um, I think they invited a few kind of entrepreneurs as well to come and attend the workshop that we were going to conduct as well so got the train I can't I just remember sitting on the train for so long and just seeing greenery and greenery and greenery then we got there got to a station got picked up in some yeah by these people <laughs> taken to taken to obviously his house um, which was massive but we didn't actually even go into his main house he had like a house and then a side house and the side house was actually massive as well so I was just like this is crap like that so that for me is by far one of the, like the after that day was happened. I was just like coming on my way home, and I just, I just can't believe I met 
spoke to Branson. He was literally there, went to ours. We talked about brands as well, because I obviously love brands. I talk about branding and stuff like that. And to get his advice on brands coming from someone who's obviously well-versed in it, it's just, that was for me was like, oh, I can retire now. Can you describe a day where it's, it's been really difficult and you've even thought about giving it all up? Yeah, I mean, I remember when it was, maybe I was a lot more junior this time, but um, there was kind of a potential big project. We had a big client um, that we were pitching to um, and we obviously did a lot of back work and development before we actually went to pitch to these, this, this uh, potential company. Um, and weirdly enough, so one of the ideas, just a bit of context, was like it was like doing like a magic trick thing for adverts. So it was like all to do with like hand trickery and the speed of like your hands and stuff like that. And someone suggested in a meeting, you know, I don't know why I got chosen to do this, but someone suggested, oh, David, do you want to just like at that moment where we mentioned this idea, do you want to show like a magic trick? And I was so confused because I was just like, okay, um, I don't know how to do magic. I don't know how this is like, why have I been chosen for this? I was quite junior at the time. So I was just happy to kind of just be in the room and like soak up that kind of experience. So I remember it was, this was the day before, day before I went home, I went on YouTube and I was just like practicing this one trick just so many, so many times. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought I cracked it, went into the meeting and everyone was there. They even did like a Zoom thing with like uh, their office in America as well. He was on the call and we presented. It was like all good. And it came to my point where it's like, okay, presented it. And then it was like, oh, David's got something to show. So I had to stand up, ruffled my card, the deck. I was like, okay, guys, you ready for this? And it just flopped. <laughs> Absolutely flopped. The room went silent. Parts went everywhere. And I just was like, I was so, so embarrassed. I was just like, oh, okay. And that was, I mean, it felt like forever for me, like the whole moment, but I'm sure it was like a couple of seconds. But for me, I was just like, I, I mean, after the meeting, it was actually, it went really well. But for me, from my perspective, it was, it was, it was horrendous. Have you, have you since, you know, tried to, uh, to do some more magic tricks? Oh, never, never never it's not gonna yeah i think I, yeah it's a trigger whenever someone tries to pull out like a deck of cards so can you give us an we started to talk about uh brands like mcdonald's and stuff but can you give us an example of uh what you think is a really good brand at the moment and perhaps also mm -hmm. another brand that you think is a bit lacking oh that is a tricky tricky question so um a couple of years back, I, I used to do a kind of branding workshop for like um, uh, different clients and stuff like that um, when I was working in agency. And I used to go with my kind of creative director. And we used to go and kind of do these kind of brand workshops for like people who have like, you know, startup ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, we used to tend to, before we present the kind of brand workshop, our creative director always used to say, kind of like, you ask the question, like, what is the greatest brand in the world? And you just chuck the question out. And then a lot of the people come back with, yeah, Apple, uh, Google, Amazon, like, all just like, the, like McDonald's, like, all like the, mm -hmm. I mean, 
they are great brands. They are great brands. Um, but like the most common ones, they would throw out yeah. Nike, you know, Adidas, like all of these ones. So people would throw it out. But he used to always, you know, take them in and he used to, you know, okay, cool. That's good. And then he would answer with the, one of the greatest kind of brands that's ever kind of been created is actually Christianity. And oh, then really? he would go on to, yeah, he would go on to, you know, they have amazing art. They have iconic architecture. Uh, they have probably the best-selling book in the world of all time. <laughs> they have a uh, they have a massive following. Uh, they have their own music genre. Uh, they have a great logo, which is a cross, which is everybody's aware of their logo. It's simple. It's iconic. Everybody recognises it. People wear it as jewellery without even potentially even understanding the meaning behind it. So these are the things that I think contribute to a brand being, you know, a successful and a really good brand is that it's, you know, it has followings, it has uh, people are aware of like these particular things um, and um, they're able to kind of captivate those kind of feelings and emotions Mm. in people, which is what branding should do. So, I mean, it always stumps people when we start kind of (laughs) breaking it down in that way. But when you do think about it, I know, I think when we talk about brands, a lot of people instantly go to kind of the most common ones. But branding and brands are, it's it's bigger than businesses. It's, you know, cities have brands, uh, people have brands. um, And yeah, Christianity have brands, you know, even, you know, movements have brands as well, even... Mm diseases like i mean covid is a brand potentially as well that yeah. gets you know, marketed and advertised as well so it's interesting isn't it because it's yeah. um i guess in that sense uh once so once you take it out of the market the the commercial mm. market um it's to do with identity um yeah. it's to do with the way that we see things and yeah. the way that we interact with things um 100%. consciously or unconsciously as well yeah. perhaps and then exactly. then is anything not branded you know <laughs> we ask those sort of existential questions yeah that's the yeah that's the question if we're talking about branding as something that is literally all around us, um, do you think that people then brand themselves, um, especially in this day and age? And is this a healthy thing to do or not so much? Like what's your, what's your view on, I mean, we live in a world where we're bombarded with adverts all the time. Right. Yeah. And we think that we should be a certain way or or we're told we should be a certain way. Um, However, there's also this sense of having an identity and expressing ourselves. What's your thought yeah. on personal branding? Yeah, so I think um, I think we all have a personal brand, whether we like it or not. I think um, there are some people who obviously package and kind of market themselves a bit more strategically than others. Um, and that's for maybe a number of reasons. I mean, some people, it's quite necessary for them to um maintain and preserve their personal brand whether they are kind of actors or celebrities or um, even designers especially when you're freelancing it's important that uh you present your brand in a particular way so that obviously drives more clients and you get more kind of uh, work and obviously income and stuff from that so from that side of things it's actually quite important for you know depending on your purpose behind it it's quite important that you know, you 
present yourself and if we're talking about brands as your reputation that you keep your personal brand in a particular way for the sake of you know work and money and stuff like that so in that instance it's it's uh it's important but i guess on the flip side and especially when we're in a kind of digital age and kind of the area of social media and stuff like that which obviously gives you the ability to create and define a digital your own kind of digital self um it becomes a bit of a like a controversial topic i think because it's both a vice and a virtue um it's good in some aspects but obviously it uh if it's kind of overused and kind of um overdone then it obviously has impacts to like stuff like your mental health and stuff like that so that's sure. where it can you know it's, it's finding a kind of line that is a healthy one but I think um just naturally we have our own we have a personal brand some people like to portray that more than others and some people are not really interested in you know the kind of branding themselves and presenting themselves in a certain way but I think naturally we all have a we all have a reputation whenever people mention a person's name Whatever that feeling or thought is, that's that person's brand reputation. What brand would you love to redesign if you had? It's just such a hard question. (laughs) Such a hard question. Is it? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) funny enough, I think, uh, weirdly enough, actually, St Andrews actually came to mind. Oh, well, our school. The school. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't, I've never really had, I mean, I've branded buildings and, you know, other different kind of variety of startups, but schools, I haven't ever Interesting. Yeah. So what I would mean, be your angle with branding a school? Oh, what, would you, what would you go for? I would try and do things a lot differently. So I think there is, there is, there is a, uh, there seems to be kind of like a pattern when it comes to schools that obviously they have to present themselves in a particular way for both catering for the for the student but also for the parent as well so I would be interested to look into how could we communicate to both of those audiences in a different in a different way would kind of be my angle just to stand out a little bit and make it a bit more interesting for both parties so obviously appeasing the the parents and making sure that they're actually going to a credible school but also for for the student that they are actually getting an offering that is not the usual but there's also kind of there's just trying to interest them a bit more I'd say mm. so like how would you yeah so specifically that? would so are you talking about uniform are you talking about interior sort of the architecture are you talking about I think I think, I think it encompasses everything I think yeah um, I think it will have to like feature all of those facets to make this whole brand perception a real thing so yeah down to uniform I think yeah the wayfinding in schools you know obviously we have a a mental picture of like classrooms as well like Mm. like usually how they look but could could there be potential to kind of make it a bit different a bit more and how did that impact on the learning of the individuals as well if it's more of a relaxed environment rather than kind of the, the traditional kind of plastic chairs with the with the I don't know with the blackboard and stuff like that sure uh, what is the psychology, the psychology behind maybe reworking Space. that as well? Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interiors, it'll be uniforms, it'll be school dinners, it'll be playgrounds, it'll be, it would. I mean, yeah, I think it'll be quite exciting. 
Yeah, I love that. You should just yeah. rebrand education in this country. <laughs> start, David, well, that's, that's the plan. I want to start with St. Andrews, but I want to take over the whole <laughs> education system, basically. Oh, well, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to hire a new designer uh, in your where you work, mm-hmm. what sort of what sort of things would you would you look for? Um, so, for example, sort of uh, skills or character or experience. Yeah. Like that. So, ironic you say that. We actually did recruit a junior brand designer a few weeks ago at our workplace. So, um, very fitting question. So, uh, <laughs> at the time, I mean, before we, you know, did the C- looking through CVs and actually conducting interviews and stuff like that, I wanted to ensure that we had a picture or had certain things that we were looking for in these potential candidates as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me, a few things I was personally looking for in these individuals, I think one of them, they had to be a bit of a conceptual thinker. So, you know, able to think big and broad um, and without being restricted, but also was able to kind of pay attention to small details as well. Uh, uh, I think that was one um someone who's probably able to articulate their ideas as well mm-hmm. as well as being able to visualize and design it uh, part of the game is, is is kind of being able to kind of sell the dream before you can actually create it and get people on board of the vision as well before you can actually execute it so being able to articulate an idea and uh, convey convey that to other people and stakeholders and whoever it is um, I think that is a real skill to have um, mm. as, a, as a designer. And I think probably a big one for me personally as well was someone who's kind of willing. Um, and I think being a junior, my expectations of them is not to know everything or be able to do everything. I think it's more so, uh, I mean, if there's potential in their design skill set, then cool. But I think my... Uh, what I was looking out for was someone who was able to be open to learn more, open to grow and open to kind of discover new things as a junior. Uh, mm. Because, I mean, if there was an opportunity of someone who had a great skill, and uh, but who was happy with that skill and wasn't really pushing himself over a person who wasn't potentially as skilled, but was really, really passionate about design and really wanted to learn more, I think I would lean more in the favour of the person who was more willing because I think having that drive and that passion will potentially push them further uh, than the person Mm. who potentially is comfortable and satisfied with where they're at. So I think willingness, especially at that stage as well, I think is really, really important to, um, to be able to, yeah, and be able to nurture them and actually shape them and actually help them get to where they need to go. I think it's a big, 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 big characteristic to have. Well, that, that's all my questions, David. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I survived. <laughs> you, you survived. Well done. And our connection didn't cut out or anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for coming no on problem the podcast. At all. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. And I'm a big advocate for this. I think it's a, uh, it's great. It's a great idea and it's a great concept. And it's, uh, I do hope that it, it, it helps teenagers see the bigger picture of careers and um, professions as well.
Well, there you go. All about brand and branding and uh, what it is like to be a brand designer. Thank you, David, so much for chatting to me. I know you're super busy and super tired being a new dad and all. So I really appreciate it. Um, Also, just a reminder to the listeners out there that we have an Instagram account and it is at Astro Zookeeper. And you will find after every episode that we publish um, that we put up our follow up three pieces of advice and these are from uh, everybody that we interview so if you hear something that you think oh I'm interested in pursuing that a little bit more potentially as a career then then go and take a look and of course thank you for listening we'll be back very soon